guys, welcome to episode 191 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by one half of the Shimmer Tag Team Champions, Delmi Exo. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by one half of the C-Stars, Delmi XO. So how are you doing today, Delmi? I am doing great. I had a super productive day today, and I'm feeling really good about everything that I've been able to get done today and this week and just, you know, in wrestling. So I'm kind of riding a high right now. Good. You know, you've been doing so much. So it's it's really cool that you're able to acknowledge that and really realize that you're doing amazing things in and outside of wrestling, you know, especially after the crazy events that have unfolded over the past year. So I'm curious, too, how do you think you've managed to stay maybe positive or sane throughout this last year of craziness in the world? Um, I wouldn't say I was the most positive person. I think... Definitely deleting Twitter <laughs> helped mm-hmm. um, and kind of like staying offline for a bit. Um, I mean, the pandemic did affect a lot of people in different ways. Uh, some, A lot of people lost like loved ones and situations like that and, you know, losing jobs, things like that, that they couldn't control. And so I just, I mean, you can only put your best foot forward, really. There's not much that you can do, but kind of hope for better days ahead and just hope that if you keep pushing through and keep grinding deep down, you'll get somewhere and you'll get past, uh, you know, the hardness. Yeah, I that's I think that's really especially true in, in life in general. You know, even before this last year, everybody goes through ups and downs and losses. But it, it I think the at least in the past year, everybody was kind of having the same feeling like nobody really could escape, you know, the events of last year. And so, like you said, trying to keep a positive mindset is something it's, it's not, it's hard. Um, I will admit to that too. Like taking social media breaks is so essential. I think, especially as somebody like you, who is kind of a public figure, but I'm glad you've kind of reached or at least seemingly reached a place where now you are kind of focused on the future now and you're going onward and upward, I think. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, before we even talk wrestling, I I also wanted to bring up a really commonality between us because I feel like YouTube was such a huge influence for our childhoods, but you were actually pretty active on YouTube a little bit back in the day, and you actually wanted to be a beauty guru when you were younger, if that's correct. Oh, man, what did you find? (laughs) Um, I used to play with makeup a lot when I was Mm -hmm. younger. Um, I always saw my mom playing with makeup. Well, not playing. She would like put on makeup herself. And so I started off pretty girly growing up. I used to watch pop-up video with her and I would always watch like Cyndi Lauper and Madonna. Mm -hmm. And I just loved the way that they did their makeup and they dressed. And at the time I thought that was current music. I didn't realize it was like just reruns yeah, of 80s, music videos 80s and stuff yeah, yeah yeah so my mom let me dress myself when i was little and 
god <laughs> i used to like try to do the earring like one long earring and then yeah. one short one and like i would push my hair all to one side and try to hairspray it up and i have no volume in my hair so that did not work at all and when i found youtube and i saw makeup tutorials i just kind of did it for fun i didn't have the best makeup i mean i was getting my makeup at the dollar tree at the time and yeah i was just like kind of trying to come up with looks and whatever i could literally just for fun like i was just like yeah maybe i'll look back on this but that's actually not the first time that i've posted on youtube oh okay so embarrassingly enough me and ashley had gotten a like webcam uh-huh. for our computer uh, or our laptop at the time and we started making skits as in like i don't know if you're familiar with smosh yeah, i love smosh yes, yeah. smosh. yes so smosh. we wanted to be like smosh and we used to just make stupid <laughs> skits and i don't know which youtube account they're attached to we found them maybe five years ago, but we forgot all about like which account it's attached to. And so out there on the dark web is <laughs> just baby sea stars making stupid smosh like videos. I remember we had like a Pokemon battle one that was really funny. Yeah, because I believe the Pokemon something was uh, Smosh's first video or, or one of their very first videos when they first came in in like mid 2000s. And then obviously like Ian and Anthony ruled everything and, and Anthony's gone now, but Smosh has evolved so much. But I, I'm also on the Internet back when I was in high school, like having to film a scene uh, for like English class and I don't have the login to that account anymore. So I feel your pain for not yeah. being able to know where that video <laughs> is. Cause I'm like, I want this gone, but I don't remember any of the login or anything. It's just like, Oh, you know, but, but I mean, who knows? M maybe someone will find it. Maybe they won't. But, you know, I, I think everybody growing up has to like experiment and have fun and live a little bit. And it seems like you guys had a lot of joy from that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't the best situation growing up. I yeah. mean, we were just two kids growing up in, like, Providence, which is mm -hmm. kind of like a more of a urban area, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so we just kind of did whatever we could to, like, make, in a weird way, like, we were constantly trying to, like, make entertainment mm -hmm. in some way. It was, like, comedy or, like, Ashley learned how to play the guitar and, um, like, I would practice singing I know like wrestling was always there, but we were always just like in terms of like performing, we always had for some reason this need to perform. When, when you were finding those entertainment on YouTube, whether it was makeup gurus, obviously Smosh provided you with a lot of entertainment too. What was some other uh, YouTube content you enjoyed watching or maybe aspired to be like? I found K-pop through YouTube. Yeah. And that influenced maybe like from middle school to high school, just like my entire existence, probably because um, K-pop, like at first it started off and I was just like really into the music and mm -hmm. I kind of dressed like I was scene slash emo. So you would think I was listening to screamo music, but in my earbuds, it was Korean pop music. Like I was in love with 21, Big Bang. Um, 
I tried dressing like them after Madonna. So I went with that look. That's, um, that is too totally. That's, that's, that's funny. That's two totally different scenes. That's interesting. Yeah. And then like, when I got into K-pop, like I got into like Korean dramas mm-hmm. and like Korean dramas, it's kind of like super stereotype, like the girl's super quiet and, yeah. you know, like outcast. And I think because of that, in a way, like some of my classes, I was either really quiet or I was the class clown. And like my teacher had to sit me next to her in order for me to stay still. Like it was, there was no in between. <laughs> that That's interesting though, too. I'm, I'm curious then too, as you said, you evolved from like the Madonna to more K-pop. Like how did, how dramatically did your wardrobe change? I would get so sick of clothes um, and I would either like cut them up or mm-hmm. rip them up or paint on them to make them look different. Um, my mom brought me to the thrift store a lot. So I never really like went to the mall growing up. I didn't understand like mall culture. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going with my friends every weekend to hang out. I would go to the thrift store and I would just like buy like men jeans and like do stuff to them. Like I would put bobby pins or safety pins on them and like paint them and draw stuff on them. I remember my dad would get really mad because I would always draw on my jeans and he would just, (laughs) he would get a headache for me. I, I remember I used to draw on my arms and he was just like, why? Like, you're going to get ink poisoning. (laughs) I I used to do that too with Sharpies though. Like, like sometimes draw tattoos or draw like names or pictures on there. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I got bored in class. Right. Like I, just, I couldn't focus. And I was just like super into like Asian fashion and the way they dress. And it was so like cool and like different. And like, I just always wanted to dress like that, like something that was like really out there. Yeah. I feel like you are so well-versed. Obviously you have eighties culture coming up at like pop with Madonna and then you evolved to K-pop, but you also are really invested in like, comics and in that sense of the world too so i'm i'm interested do you think that youtube and like your love of comics and everything has really inspired some of your tiktok contents like sherry martell and sting when you're do kind of recreating those makeup looks do you think you take influence from your other passions as well yeah i when i started wrestling i kind of hid that like i liked makeup because and there wasn't that many girls and the girls that were around were kind of more, Oh, you need to take this serious. Mm -hmm. You know, like it was coming up. It was just like Davey, me and Ashley. And then there was a room full of the veterans and most of them were guys. And, you know, if you were too girly, you kind of were like, looked at like, all right, try hard. Like (laughs) you couldn't really do too much with your makeup. So I just, tried to seem a little more normal and like I didn't really get to have that much fun with the way I did my makeup Mm -hmm. because I just wanted to be taken serious like yeah oh yeah I'm here for the sport Mm -hmm. um and now I feel like as I've gotten a little bit more confident in myself I'm able to like reshare that and be like oh okay like I do have a girly side to me and like like being feminine is okay and like accepting that a lot more yeah you shouldn't have to I I understand that though feeling like not necessarily pressured but there's that underlying pressure to kind of conform to something you know 
if if you if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Um. You just you don't want to stick out like mm-hmm. a sore thumb, basically. Yeah, and and makeup is something that I that I pretty much learned from YouTube and like my mom as well, pretty much like you. But I feel like most of it's just like this is like totally off topic, but I don't care. Like YouTube, I feel like the beauty guru community, and I don't know how active you are still with them, but has evolved so much. Like the beauty gurus growing up were like Michelle Fawn and um, yeah, and like Bub's beauty, yeah, and like Zoella was even in there for a bit, and you know it, it's evolved so much now it's like many mua and and i can't even think right now like james charles and all that it's evolved so much to where it's you know i don't know it's crazy what are your thoughts on kind of this evolution then throughout the past 10 years i would say of just beauty gurus (laughs) um honestly it's like it's weird because i used to like be in love with like beauty gurus like their lifestyle Mm because like you know the makeup room and like how glamorous everything looked and like They had a purse for every outfit. And as like I grew up and like drama channel started coming in and then, you know, like the whole like clicks that they would come up together, it kind of like drew me out of it because I was already experiencing that with wrestling. Mm -hmm. So it was in a way my escape ended up reminding me of like kind of the bad portions that I was experiencing. And so I couldn't really watch it anymore. I kind of fell off. Um, I was getting back into it when Shane Dawson was like making his beauty line. Yeah. And then I just like fell off. Cause like uh, all his like older videos came up and resurfaced and the whole feud with like James Charles yeah. and like Jeffree star. And I was just like, it's Oh my mess. God, this is, this is why I didn't buy high-end makeup because I didn't know who I was supposed to buy from. <laughs> no, but yeah, growing up, there was so like, there was so much like there were, you know, Mac, Morphe, like there, there's so many brands and stuff. And I, I, I'm guilt. I definitely was guilty of saying that I was influenced by a lot of YouTube gurus and half the time I didn't know what I was doing. And so I never even really used the makeup, but it's definitely evolved to now it's more like, for for views and not a lot of honest makeup reviews sometimes if that makes sense it's more yes. like the draw like you're trying to get views and and, and drama and, while also tying in makeup like if that makes sense <laughs> i remember like nikki tutorials she like used to always say like she hated um cream bronzer mm-hmm. like hated it and then she ended up getting a brand deal and one of their products that came out was Mm-hmm. cream bronzer and so she's using it in the tutorial and everyone was like repeating it like you can just tell she hates the product yeah <laughs> she can't blend it and it's like oh like it's so so annoying yeah yeah talk about brand deals i guess i guess everybody not everybody but definitely not selling out but you know those brand deals and wanting to grow an, an empire you know i don't know yeah, I can't blame them, but at the mm. same time, like, I don't know, it's not what it was, and I just, mm-hmm. I don't think I can ever get back into it the way no. I used to be. Now I just look on Pinterest if I need, like, mm-hmm. a makeup look, I just, I'll look at a photo. Same, same, same. Now, before, too, I mentioned, I, we kind of touched on it a bit about your love for comics and the, all of that, too. Now, how big is your Batman collection in total of all the comics and memorabilia you have? I don't think it's that big actually because 
when I was younger, what happened was I didn't understand where to get comics from. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, like I said, I didn't really go to the mall. And so I used to look on Google and I would just like read um, the synopsis pieces ah. that people would write on different stories. And what I also did also through YouTube <laughs> was like some people will take comics and they'll screen cap them and then read over it. So I've been able to read some of the stories through that. Um, right now, I am starting to collect now that I kind of have like my own bookcase that I can start filling in. Uh, I started during the pandemic kind of refilling in the missing holes that I had. I've collected like the Dark Knight series from the New 52 because I kind of like the artwork in that one. And I really like the story of death in the family. And I have some from... 86 into 94 of Batman Detective Comics. Ooh. See, I I love hearing you talk about something you're passionate about because I feel like everybody grew up collecting stuff and it like that's something you can always hold on to that will never change Delmi unlike the YouTube community. So at least you have those to hold on to and kind of not commemorate but be able to look back on and fondly hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i mean dc is like one of my favorites yeah, to read and i love marvel movies now but like dc is just like my childhood so mm-hmm. it'll always be number one for me you know i'm that same way with music too like a, a lot of the music today i'm like i like but like it my childhood brings me a lot of nostalgia so like music in middle school and high school pretty much is the music I listen to a lot on repeat. So kind of in that same, on the same wavelength as you with your comics, I think. Yeah. Same. I will always go back and rewatch a movie yeah. that I've probably watched 20 times just to experience it again. Now, if you could acquire any superpower, which one would you choose and why? I would definitely get flight. So I wouldn't have to drive to bookings (laughs) and I wouldn't have to worry about like airport delays and stuff like that. I would just want to fly everywhere. Okay. That's very fair as you know, Batman obviously flies and plus it would help you with traveling too with wrestling and cut down on your costs. So yeah, think of the amount of gas I could save. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wouldn't need to worry about like cars or Mm -hmm taking care of one <laughs> yeah right now as i would call yourself a superhero connoisseur whether whether you will admit it or not i think you are so i'm curious to get your take on the newly repackaged superhero character that is nikki ash formerly known as nikki cross ha- as she's been presented on television and now the raw women's champion so what are what are your thoughts on it if you've seen her work recently i personally like always liked how crazy she was as a character um like i know her work from shimmer so when i saw her get put in nxt i was just like oh my god like (laughs) that's incredible like there's only so many girls on the indies uh who were there like back in the day pushing from the beginning that could possibly have gotten contracts and like to see that she's one of them like it just makes you like so much excited for like even Mercedes Martinez, like women like that, who like they may have been told no 20 times and to see her get the raw woman champion, like someone who's like as nice as her has like worked her butt off to get there. It's just so cool. Like even if they were to take it away from her next week, Mm -hmm. like that's just a moment that she'll have for the rest of her life. 
Yeah. And it it's so cool because at least from what I've been reading, you know, ever since she repackaged herself as this superhero character that was, I think she quoted uh, like Hurricane, Hurricane yes. Helms as being an inspiration towards it. And apparently everybody really backstage has been yeah. loving her initiative and her being innovative and kind of re creating and rebranding herself and now look at how far she's come and now she's sitting atop the mountaintop on the raw women's division and again if like you said even if she loses it next week at the time of recording this she it will always go down in history as a raw women's champion yeah that's a huge pedigree to have not everyone who's a female wrestler is ever going to be able to say that and i'm just so happy for her um I also think it's great. I've seen a lot of like comments online, which again, I hate going online yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I've seen a lot of comments like just like dissing and I'm like, it's not for you. Like they released footage of her going through the crowd and there were so many little kids excited to see her. So many little and like that's going to be the future audience. So those are memories they're making now as fans. Exactly. They're covering a whole, I think not, I think they're covering that demographic even more now, especially as they kind of generate back to a live audience. A huge part of that is obviously the under 18 bracket where a lot of these kids are growing up, little girls, little boys, you know, everybody in between who looks up to a superhero like Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash. I'm, I'm still getting used to Nikki Ash. Actually, it's Nikki, yeah. A- Nikki Ash. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, like you said, like that's a good marketing strategy too, because you're kind you're trying to build that audience too, and for future superstars, possibly and future fans. Yeah, like it's how Cena came back, and all mm-hmm. the little kids are just like right, right there, like <laughs> amazed. It's, he just holds that like perception to them like that's their superhero of course and you know speaking of superheroes i really think you and your sister have really been great heroes i think in keeping this movement going for women in wrestling especially as i really think the women's tag team and i know obviously you are working on your singles run as well but you as a part of the C-Stars and Delmi as a single star has really demonstrated amazing work in this like women's revolution we've seen over the last few years in Shimmer and now with WWR+. So as somebody who is actively in this game right now, what is your take on this steady, steady rise in women's wrestling, not only over the last few years, but right now? I I think it's great. Um, for a while, it was just kind of me Davy Ash, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we we're all friends. So, like, for a while, it was just us, like, kind of in a rotation yeah. of who was working who somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when me and Ashley kind of branched out, there was no other girls coming up in New England at the time. I mean, we had Skylar, we had Tequila Ava. Rose, mm-hmm. Ava came up, um, but she was a little bit after too. Like, Ava mm-hmm. still feels a little recent because I think she was only like, two years before the pandemic started yeah so it just feels so fast to me um but even before Ava like it didn't feel like there was anything happening back home uh so me and Ashley ended up venturing out a lot trying to find work and coming back in uh from Japan it was cool to see how many new girls Mm. popped up on the scene while I was away it was like big juicy little mean uh Becca Paris Mm. It was exciting because 
like all that work that we did to kind of keep what we had in women's divisions around the scene was just like, oh my God, okay, there's there's women around and they like they have a place where they can go and get their reps in and wrestle everywhere. And we've been really fortunate to be able to get in the ring with Paris and Becca. I haven't wrestled Little Mean or Juicy yet, but you know, that's gonna come. And I'm just happy to see them like improving each match that I watch of them. And just to see like how different the environment is that they're coming into. I was talking with uh, Davey recently since you brought her up because much like you said, it you're kind of in this position where it was just the same people for a while. And now you guys are kind of considered the veterans, even though, again, you've been around now about six years, which still six years, you're still evolving your character and working on everything and figuring things out. But now you're kind of this veteran and kind of leader to this newer crop of talent too and is it a weird dynamic for you at all or do you kind of just embrace it I think it was weird at first because I didn't I mean maybe I saw them at shows and I just my brain never put like a name to a face Mm -hmm. but I never heard of like them even training so when they popped out, <laughs> popped out like a plant. You know, when they popped out, I was like, "Whoa, where did all these people Hello. come from?" Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't around in the area. Like I wasn't wrestling in New England uh, regularly, so yeah. I didn't see them. You know, setting up rings at shows. I didn't get to see them like flyering or like just hear about them training at all. So in a way, I feel guilty for not being there for that portion. Um, I think I didn't really besides Davy, who wasn't even a vet at the time when me and Ashley mm-hmm. kind of sprung up on her uh, I feel like I just want to be someone who I wish I had around yeah. uh, just trying to be like Davy was to me and Ashley when we came up and we had to have our matches or we had to be in a locker room and just like really be there for them um, if they need anything emotionally if they get hurt if someone's being a jerk to them I just want to be someone that they can trust and go to. Of course. And I, I, at least from what I see you, even as a single star and a tag team star, you're kind of very skilled and talented in both aspects. I think that is somebody that I would look up to if I was in professional wrestling, because you've done amazing work in both. And I think you really are the standard in the Northeast. I, uh, truthfully you you and Ashley and Davey and and even Ava like the whole New England and I just think Northeast scene in a while is really thriving and you are really at a focal point to where you're working with you worked with impact your shimmer tag team champions they're returning soon you're you you're you've worked with marvelous you you've really done everything but I think feel like there's so much more that you probably want to do too yeah th- um I mean I'm always gonna have my goals Mm-hmm. ahead of me but I think one thing is that like I'm never gonna push someone down in order to get yeah. there no mm-hmm. and that's just something that I think me Ashley have always just accepted we've seen it done uh we've had it done to us so we never want to be that person no I I get that too you're uh, about it uplifting and empowering but also doing your thing does that make sense yeah there's yeah. there's what is the saying that there's room for everyone or there's enough on the table for everyone something like that 
there's enough um on on the plate or i know what you're talking about though like there's enough t- food or there's enough plates to go around i don't know i know what you're Water. talking about though <laughs> yeah you know okay. pretty much is there's enough room for everybody especially too as women's wrestling is expanding and i feel like it's just getting started again it's really been revitalized and it it's an exciting time but yeah like you said but I, I also mentioned Shimmer, and I wanted to bring that up because it was recently announced that they will be back in action this fall. Now, no official details have been released yet publicly, but with, with the hope, what are your hopes then returning with, for Shimmer, especially as you are still one half of the Shimmer Tag Team Champions? Really crazy that we still have the titles for there. Um, <laughs> I wish we could have been able to defend them of course. a little more. I tried to during the pandemic, but you know, cross promotion isn't really too much of a thing. Um, I'm excited to return to Shimmer. I'm pretty sure we're returning to Berwyn, the you know original location yes. of where it's always at, and that's just always a good environment. The fans there are always super great. They're so into every match that the girls perform there. Um, I know we were dipping into almost what like WWR plus is doing with their sort of branching into intergender. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we did kind of dip into that with Shimmer. So I'm wondering if they will kind of reintroduce some of that, with, so. you know, people who kind of, identify in between or if they identify as a female things like that um i wonder if the aussies will return for this time i I, really miss them (laughs) like like just troy shaza oh my gosh that and and even i think yeah the the uk like zoe lucas too i want them back too oh man yeah for a while it felt like those were our friends, like mm-hmm. our close friends. Like we saw them all the time, even though it was probably like once every six months, but it just felt that way. And now it's just like, wow, like <laughs> I just missed their presence. Like I miss them once <laughs> every six months. I know they're yearning to get back over here too. Again, it's barring the borders and all the safety protocols and stuff. But I think everybody is hoping again to have the international talent back over here in Berwyn for Shimmer because I'm just ready for Shimmer to be back and really rejuvenated even more because it's been so long of missing the action. Yeah, and... It's just a special time every time. I'm hoping to see new faces there, hoping to see old faces. I'm just excited in general. Now, speaking of Shimmer, the co-founder of Shimmer, Dave Prezak, also was recently announced to be spearheading the Major League Wrestling Women's Division, to which you actually competed at MLW's Battle Riot 3 against Brittany Blake. So, and again, you don't have to get into complete details, as we like to keep everything a little bit of a secret. What are your thoughts on this new beginning for MLW and their seeming partnership with Shimmer now, maybe? Question mark? A lot of question marks. I wish I had answers to myself. I'm super thankful that Dave, you know, put me and Ashley's name in the hat and we were able to work for that show. It was the returning event at the ECW arena. It was the first time anyone was back at the ECW Mm -hmm. arena in front of a sold out crowd. It was just like, I've never wrestled in front of that kind of energy before. And it was just 
incredible. Um, Brittany Blake's a sweetheart. Uh, I was really happy that we got to share that moment with her and Willow, who's also like mm-hmm. one of our friends for the longest time now. And so it was just so cool to be able to be there. And like, we were all excited for each other and hopefully it gets to keep stewing around and we get more, you know, opportunities with them. If not, other women get more opportunities with them and it's just a continuous division for them. It's really an exciting time because again, like you said, there are still a lot of question marks of what MLW is going to be doing and how much partnership or business they will be doing with maybe Shimmer, but we've already seen some of the Shimmer talent in MLW. So I think it can really only expand from here. And again, we don't know, but I think it's really an exciting time for women's wrestling fans. And I would assume the talent as well, like yourselves. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, it feels like another opportunity for someone who maybe isn't granted a place at, you know, WWE or doesn't have enough a spot at AEW like there's another place now that women can wrestle and feel like they can show up and show out I think especially too you mentioned we don't see a lot of crossovers we've been seeing a few of them lately obviously AEW does a lot of work with um like like impact now and and NWA on a few occasions but we've also seen crossover with NWA and impact now and now shimmer and MLW so maybe these first few crossovers are a sign of maybe that forbidden door has really been knocked down again we don't know but I think it's a possibility yeah um I mean, there's always hoping and we are seeing like a small change into that. I do like what impact's been doing with AEW. Like I think the whole storyline with Kenny having both Mm -hmm. titles is really funny. He's so like charismatic with anything that he does. And so I'm always just enthralled by like what he does. But no, Kenny Omega has absolutely been thriving. I think anything he does is really gold, but it's been really cool to see that cross promotion. But now we've been teased it a little bit at the time of recording this right after Slammiversary, obviously now with like Thunder Rosa and Mickey James on behalf of NWA entering the impact zone. So again, it's an exciting time to see women's wrestling really breaking down that forbidden door and who knows, but I'm super excited for it and I am super excited for everything you're doing. So I'm curious too, from your perspective, if you could theoretically book your own card for your own show, who would be your main event, whether it's the past or a current talent in professional wrestling today? That's so weird that you said that because I am (laughs) going to be, (laughs) I am going to be producing my own show pretty soon um okay don't spoil those plans but (laughs) uh yeah i'll i won't say the card that i actually wrote out uh, with rip bison but uh if i could choose i would definitely want to see mickey james versus gail kim again live i mean that's a match i never got to see live um there's a lot of matches I didn't get to see live because I was just a little a little chunk along, you know, baby. <laughs> and Same. I didn't understand what was happening at the time. So like now that I go back and rewatch it, I'm like, oh, this was great. Mm-hmm. Like uh there's a lot of matches that I didn't get to see live. And I remember when I was little and I used to see live shows, I 
don't even retain any of that. Like, I don't remember what that's like. Mm -hmm. So if I could go back, I would see her. I would want to see Trish and Lita. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know a match that everyone kept begging for was lay cool versus the iconic. Oh my God. Imagine never happened. (laughs) I I understand that feeling of wanting a match and, like having it teased or wanting it to happen because like Mickey versus Charlotte was something I had been wanting for the longest time and it was teased at the Rumble, but obviously did not happen. Um, so I so I understand that feeling of wanting these dream matches so badly or, or at least wanting to watch them live, but missing them because you were too young to understand. I have that same feeling too, with especially like Trish and Lita. I started watching shortly after that period and I'm like, damn, I wish, you know, I had been watching to see it live. Yeah, see, I was watching, but I was I was too young to understand. Yeah. Like when I was little, I thought Trish was like the good guy, mm-hmm. and now that I go back and watch, I'm like, whoa, wait, that is different <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> right, <laughs> that is not what I remember. Yeah, I would have been like maybe seven or eight when they were really primarily feuding so again i was even even when i started watching wrestling when i was around 12 i still didn't understand everything till maybe i was like 13 or 14 you know so yeah pretty much same thing i don't understand but i it's okay you know we (laughs) we still have a lot to look forward to for the future and i look forward to you being able to book your own card that's so exciting delmi thank you um we're pro wrestling grind mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. And we're going to be making a big announcement about our debut show. Finally, uh, just announcing the actual date mm-hmm. coming soon. Okay. Well, everybody should go follow them if they aren't already. That's super exciting. Now you, now you have the creative control. Well, you know, half of it, but you have the creative control, Delmi. Do you, how how has that been going for you and everything? Now you're kind of the booker in this situation. Uh, it's exciting for the fact that, like, you know, I get to see different matchups that maybe haven't been done. Mm-hmm. Um, our area that the, we're kind of running in hasn't seen wrestling really in three years, and so we're just hoping to like reconnect with the fans. Mm-hmm locally who were around here um this area western massachusetts was where i first first started wrestling like my first matches so to be able to kind of be here and bring wrestling back into the scene is like kind of surreal in that way where you know i kind of left for a period and now i'm coming back as a completely different Mm person um I'm not sure if I would be performing for the couple first shows just because I kind of want to make sure nothing gets unplugged. Oh, of course. Running, yeah. You know, but um, it's definitely going to be something that I will want to do eventually. But I'm excited. Um, I love this area. I hope that we can, you know, revitalize the fans here and kind of introduce them into wrestlers they haven't seen before. Oh, Okay. And we'll leave it at that so we can leave everybody on the edge of their seats with who exactly will be on this card and when the date will be for this upcoming show. But to round things out, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gale. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that inspires or empowers you the most? Ooh, I feel like there's so many that are popping into my head 
And if I say one, I'm going to feel really guilty of just You don't have to old. say just one. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I work at a store with all women right now. Mm-hmm. So all my managers who I kind of like really like mm-hmm. are popping into my head. My mom obviously is popping into my head. My sister, mm-hmm. my Davey, who's my best friend, uh, my only best friend. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say them because... I don't really idolize anymore in terms of people mm-hmm. off of the internet. I stopped doing that. Um, so I'm going to say them. Those are the people, the people around me. <laughs> and just for the record, I am an absolute fan of the sea dogs. And I have you guys actually wrestled as a, a trios before? No, no. I want um, you to so badly. We uh, plan to. We did plan to during the road. Like mm-hmm. when we were doing those tapings. Yeah. But it was just such long days. Uh, I mean, some of us were having like three matches in a day. Mm-hmm. And so to try to piece that together on one of those days when like everyone else is trying to get their matches done at a certain time so we can, you know, be finished filming for the day. It was just, it was too much. And so we weren't able to get that done. Um we did kick Layla out because, you know, she got a contract. So yeah. she doesn't need she yeah. doesn't need us anymore. So now it's just sea dogs. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I'm still yearning to somehow have a sea dogs three on three match. Um, but we'll see. I mean, never say never in wrestling, but we'll, be f- we'll try to get that there for you. Fingers crossed. I I think me and a lot of other people are patiently waiting for it. Even if it's just a one-off, I think it'd be really cool. But again, you're the booker, not us. (laughs) But not yet. Not yet. But you know what I mean. But yeah. Yeah. Before I let you go, though, Delmi, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Yeah, of course. Um, My Instagram and Twitter are thankfully the same. They are at Delmiexo. That's D-E-L-M-I-E-X-O. And I do have ProWrestlingTees.com slash Delmiexo. And one last time, what is the name of the promotion that people can follow that's coming up for you? So it's going to be Pro Wrestling Grind in East Hampton, Massachusetts. And the Twitter and Instagram are both the same. It's going to be at Grind Puro. That's G-R. I-N-D-P-U-R-O. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Delmi. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I sincerely look forward to the return of Shimmer and all of your endeavors now with this new upcoming promotion. Thank you so much. Um, We'll definitely try to get another conversation in once I figure out what actually happens with the show and how it's like being a female promoter and stuff like that because that would be a great episode for your podcast it definitely would because again i don't speak with a lot of bookers which and so it'd be cool to see kind of the opposite side of that and the female perspective in booking while also wrestling you know there's a lot but definitely we'll have to keep we'll have to have to keep my uh, listeners updated on everything you're doing but again thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me this was actually a lot of fun